0: chicago's football game day starts with chicago's college tailgate from red shirts to mascots to your school's alma mater chicago's college tailgate has it all now back to the show with shake and tyler on espn chicago
1: before we get started i have to present you with something
0: oh thank
2: you very much bitch you're welcome Can I open it here? Of course you can
1: open it. It's yours. Merry Christmas. Oh, thank you, you very much. pile of trash. I did you a good deed. You did, with this. actually. I, we, Tyler won a sweatshirt bet with me, fair and square. And this kind soul waited until a
2: Black Friday sale to make me buy it for him. How about this? Virginia. Although, Why Virginia? Because my mom went there, and right. I, I like this sweatshirt a lot. Although you're giving it, now you're kicking me in the nuts here. Because Virginia is playing Syracuse today in basketball. This is a big game for me today. Oh, oh no. And now you're sick of and
1: this on me. now you're in the Q's hoodie with the Virginia hoodie. That's trouble. That's bad vibes. I might bet Virginia. Now you're the ass. But thank you. I
2: appreciate I'm gonna it. I'm going to bet the Cavs. I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
1: Um, I, just, I felt a little rotten. You're making me buy this Tony Elliott, Tony
2: Bennett dog crap. <laughs> Hoodie, this stupid program. Would it have hurt you more if it was a Washington one? Especially if you presented it today? I would not have brought it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have left it at home,
1: and I would have told you to, you can acquire it at a later date. That's fantastic.
2: alright Uh three one two three three two three seven seven six. if you want to join us. We'll get to, are you going to miss the four-team playoff format? I, I, let's have that discussion in just a second. But first, Waltz in LaGrange. What's up, Walt?
3: Two things real quick, um, and I'll, I'm going to point. I'm going to say something about that. Um, I, am I still the only guy out here that still thinks Ohio State is one of the best four teams in the country? Yeah. And okay, I'm the only. Guy. <laughs> and number <laughs> yes. number number two, with regard to the um, the these conference playoffs, you know, even though I had money on Oregon to win the uh, the football playoffs. Washington, you know, as far as I'm concerned, they won the regular season. They were they were 12 and 0. They won their conference. If they would have lost that game last, and they beat Oregon the regular season, if they lose that game, they don't go. And it, it just seems kind of unfair that they they throw this extra conference game in there. And I, are they going to have those next year?
2: Conference championships. The, uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, these conference championships with the play- extended playoff
2: system in place. Yes, play. they they will still have them. In fact, they may mean even less next year. They will mean year. nothing, but yeah. But here's the thing, Well, I think there was still a path for Washington to get in, even with a loss last night. Like, if they lose that game at the end and it's, like, within, like, three points, there's still a solid chance they get in. They'd need some things to break their way, but I think there's still a path where they get in.
3: Yeah, well, no, I wasn't sure for them to get in, and I was just saying it just seems a little unfair that they go undefeated during the regular season, beat beat a team, but because they lose the second time, then they they might not get a chance to go. That that's the only point I was trying to make.
2: All right, thanks for the call, Walt. Uh, d-
1: that's life in college football. Yeah. Like it's just it's a brutal beast, man. The four-team playoff, obviously, was always a bit of a joke because you will have years like this where there are more than four teams. But look, I'm reading on Twitter right now. Tom Fernelli posted this about a half an hour ago. Speaking of the absurdity of the playoff, I'll remind you that if we had a 12-team format this year, Oregon would still get a chance to prove it's the best team in the country despite failing twice to prove it was the best team in its conference. That's what we're going to end up with. And that's why I have the question... For you and for the people, if they would like to call in, 312-332-3776, are you going to miss the four-team format? Because I, I think I am, and I think you are too,
2: and I don't even think you've realized it yet. Here's what I'm going to miss with the four-team format. I'm going to miss the conversations we're having about, leading into this week, about Oregon and Washington, and is there a way in? And, oh, maybe can Ohio State, even if they sit out this week, still find a way in? What are you going to do with Texas, Bama, and Georgia? How are you going to figure out that matrix there? I'm going to miss those conversations, but I'm not going to miss the 14 team playoff from an on-field football standpoint. I am, because
1: I just look at this. College football has always been the most impactful regular season, and people yeah. have always seen it as unfair that if you lose one game or you lose two games, your season's done. You can't contend for a national championship. People have always viewed that as unfair. Maybe it is, but it's also kind of the nature of the beast. College football has always been about three or four or five teams, year in, year out, that really have a chance to do the job. And I just look at this and go, if... if. Tom Frenelli's right. In a 12-team playoff, last night's Washington-Oregon game doesn't mean a lick. It is for seeding. Well, it's for a bye. Right. You, you Which I get, think is very important. You want to get the bye, and you want to avoid going
2: on the road in the opening round. I know people always debate rest versus rust. I think in college football, I mean, we haven't really seen it play out, but I really do think you'd be looking at like the rest being way more beneficial than the the rust factor could be sure
1: but like i don't care because at the yesterday's a playoff game yesterday was literally a playoff game loser goes home winner goes in if you play that next year it's not it's for seeding.
2: michigan ohio state was a playoff game But it's still a playoff game, I think. Even if you're playing for seeding, it's still going to feel like a playoff game. It might feel like one. It might feel
1: like uh, Cowboys-Seahawks felt on Thursday night. And we might embrace it and enjoy it. You know what
2: else is a playoff game, though? When Oregon goes up against Penn State, it's a legitimate playoff game. Because you'll have the the expanded format with 12 teams in it. And you'll have that 7-10 matchup or whatever it would be.
1: Yeah, but... My issue with it is, like, it's going to come down so often to the same teams that it's always come down to. Georgia and Alabama are in the SEC title every single year. Michigan and Ohio State, for the last four seasons, five seasons, Mm -hmm. has been the Big Ten title. And it, it just... We're going to continue to have that, even with the additions to the SEC. I'm sorry. If you think Texas and Oklahoma are walking into the SEC and just competing year in, year out with Georgia and Bama, no. If you think that the Pac-12 teams are coming into the Big Ten and they're just going to suddenly be traveling east and competing in outdoor stadiums with Ohio State and Michigan, no. Come on. It's going to be the same. It's always been and it's just going to ruin those regular season matchups. In the SEC it might not matter as much cuz they don't play enough conference games and Georgia's ducked Alabama for like 8 years. But in the Big 10, where Michigan and Ohio State protect the rivalry and play every single year, that game was a playoff game when it was played 2 weeks ago. When it's played next year, it's a warm-up.
2: That I, bugs me. I I have no problem with it because I want more impactful games in December and January. Like I'm I'll be honest. I hate bowl season. I, I think it's terrible. Bowl season's awful cuz the games don't mean anything. Right. And by instituting this playoff here, not only will the regular season games still matter, they still will matter, but now you're having more extended big time games in December and January. But the bowls, the other bowls will matter even less. Who cares? I don't they care. They already not, don't matter. I'm not Why saying would that you I not care. not add more impactful games to the schedule? More high leverage games to the schedule because it reduces games the... the high leverage games we already have. I don't think it does. Michigan and Ohio State is still going to be just as intriguing next year. No, it's not. Yes, it will.
1: It's not. We're going to have
2: this conversation next they're year. They're
1: both going to be locked into playing in Indy. Who cares what happens when they play in Columbus? If they're both etched to already play in Indy,
2: it doesn't matter. Yes, it will. That for those fan bases, it'll still uh, matter them. for the. Them. Why, because they kick your ass every year? No, because I don't care. The
1: fans are going
2: to get lively. That's what for. it's
1: about. I don't believe that they will. I don't believe
2: that it's going to be it nearly as important. It, for those fans, it will. Every year. Partially because they don't know any better. Like This is all they know is this game is huge, and they're going to feel the same way no matter what. I
1: don't believe it. I don't it, look if they're both eleven and zero the way they were this year, and they're both ranked in the top four the way that they were this year, and they meet up on the final weekend of the year. You're both already going to Indy. You're already playing each other next week. This one doesn't mean anything.
2: You're playing for seeding. You are. Yeah, but the seating will just what? flip when you play again next week. But also with that game, it still will matter because of the fact that. You say these teams aren't going to come in and just knock. I think some of these teams will come into the Big Ten and compete. It will at least provide a hiccup in the Ooh. middle of the season. Like, I, I haven't looked. Oh, we know Michigan, their schedule next year. And, and Mark and Barrington, we'll get to him in a second. But, like, their schedule next year is not easy. And, who, I mean, who knows what might happen. Like, I, I'd be more worried about the sanctions of Michigan not being eligible next year. Potential sanctions coming down. That's the only thing that I think can take the wind out of the sails of the game next year.
1: I, I think that just the fact that these games, I think they're gonna they're gonna matter less. Like you think about it right now. Basically, the month of November is your playoff. Everybody's playing conference opponents except the SEC, and again, I have a feeling that that rule is going to change, and they will be soon. But my point is, November you're playing conference teams, and typically the good ones. That's where Michigan Penn State happens. Mm-hmm. That's where. Michigan, Maryland, whatever. Michigan, Ohio Ohio State State happens. Yeah, Like, that's big rivalries. USC, Notre Dame. Oregon, Oregon State. Washington, Wazoo, I guess. But you know what I mean? Like, November is where your butter and your bread. That's where the games matter the most. Mm -hmm. Those are already playoff games. When we go to 12, they aren't anymore. And it's going to happen, like... We can go, oh, well, this year there are probably eight teams that deserve to make it. Okay, first time in history. Last year we got two really good semifinal games. First time in history. Year in, year out, unless we take the last two years as what the future is going to be, maybe it is. Maybe the Transfer Portal and NIL are just that impactful that every year the brands are all going to be kind of on a level playing field. Or if we go historically, there's like two teams that can win then we're going to get a lot of bad football. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing to have more football, but you're going to devalue regular season games for what? Penn State to get obliterated in an opening round game where they got to travel to Eugene or where they got to travel to Dallas or Austin? It's like...
2: I don't think... uh, You're talking about how... Okay, so... I I just don't see how this devalues the regular season. It's still going to mean a lot to these fans. It's still going to mean a lot to the the way that the playoffs going to shake. I think people are really devaluing what a buy would mean in this playoff. What hosting a game in the college football playoff would mean. I think that is not being given enough credit for how impactful it's going to be next year. And that's what you're going to be playing for in these games. I'm not saying I won't embrace it. Because I know that I will. I'm going to watch and I'm going to enjoy.
1: But there's an aspect to this. The conversations that you and I have had for the past couple of weeks. How does this all shake out? The chaos that we have a potential to see today. We don't get to have those conversations we'll have, anymore.
2: We'll still have chaotic
1: scenarios. Oh, my God. Should 16 Iowa get moved up to 12 so they can get launched out of a cannon? Like who? Those aren't as fun as... Boy, Florida State could go undefeated and still miss out. Like This created fun conversations, and I don't think it's perfect. I think it's horrible. I I think that just the nature of what college football is makes any process of selecting a national champion brutal and borderline impossible. But I also like, yes, am I going to embrace the future of the playoff? Of course. But I think I'm going to care a little less about November games than I do right now. You'll be all – it's football. You'll be all in on it next year. You know you will be. You know you you will be. You know in your heart of hearts that if Michigan and Ohio State are already slated to play in the Big Ten title game before they play in the final week of the year,
2: we aren't going to be nearly as invested. I do think that next year is not a great way to determine it just because who knows what's going to happen with Michigan for – Sanction purposes. No, but you get my point. I'm just saying, like in in the broad scheme of things. But like next year is not the year to to kind of take your sample of whether you like it or not. Like if for better or for
1: worse, it could be USC and UCLA at the top. They play the final week. They're already etched in. It could be Oregon and Washington. Like at least they play in October. But this is my point. If we're going to do this, stop marrying yourselves to days on the calendar. You've already given up the tradition. Just go all the way. Get rid of it. Because if Michigan and Ohio State play in the middle of October, it will mean something. The way Washington and Oregon meant something now, it creates stress for the remainder of the season, and it creates time to anticipate a rematch.
2: Yeah, let's take some calls when we come back three one two three three two three seven seven six. Are you going to miss the four team playoff format? This is the last one that we're getting this year. We're going to have our final four teams. Tomorrow, when they're announced by the playoff committee. 312 3776. It's Chicago's College
0: Tailgate. Chicago's College Tailgate returns in a flash on ESPN Chicago. Now back to the sh- sh- show. Chicago's College Tailgate has it all with Shay and Tyler on ESPN Chicago.
2: And do the parlay later. I'm excited. We have we have some friction. We officially have friction. Maybe this is what we need. We need we need a little friction, need a little tension, rile something up. I think it's going to go very badly. <laughs> I'm now angry. Are I, you for the first time all day? I'm angry. Are you going to miss the four-team college football playoff? We've been talking about it here on Chicago's College Tailgate 3776. three three two three seven seven six. We'll have our last iteration of it this year as the four names are announced tomorrow by the playoff committee. Tom's in Addison. What's up, Tom? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Just a quick point. I'm absolutely going to miss the 14 playoff. I think you're going to totally delude every single regular season game. And I guess I look at the Ohio State-Michigan game, um, and I kind of compare it to the MLB, the single-game wild card, right? There's nothing more high leverage. There's nothing more exciting than that one game. And to me, by giving Ohio State multiple, multiple opportunities to make it into the college football playoffs, it, it kind of takes away
3: like expanding that wild card game. It's just not as high leverage. It loses all of its steam, and I don't, just my opinion.
1: Right, like Tom, think about this year. Oregon plays Washington twice, once on the road, and they lose. And yep. look, they were probably the better team in that game, but it comes down to a field goal. You miss, you lose. Then you get the opportunity in the conference title to avenge that loss. And it is an out-and-out playoff game. And you lose again. And you've been given two opportunities to prove that you're the best team in your conference. Why do you then still deserve an opportunity to prove you're the best team in America? You're not. You had two chances to win your conference, and you lost both we don't need you still getting in. Like it's just these two games would functionally mean nothing because they don't operate in as an, as an elimination. You lose two games, you still get a chance. Now granted, would they have to go on the road and, and play, I don't know, Tennessee or somebody. Sure. But you still get to play for a national championship despite failing to pass
2: the test twice. That bothers me. Well he, here here would be my rebuttal and, and thanks for the call, Tom. The bowl system has become such a mockery, such a mockery, that I think this is the closest thing you have to potentially fixing it. This is the closest thing. You have more meaningful games in December when you have this sort of lull in the football calendar at that point because the college game has pretty much left at that point during December until you get to the playoff games. And I think this is what the cure is because the bowl games mean nothing they mean nothing to the players. They mean nothing to the alums. They mean nothing to the teams. They mean nothing to the coaches. And this is the one thing that can fix that. But who's like? Who is it fixing it for? For us, the football consumer, we get to see important games in December. We get to see important games in November. It's just and not enough. What? You'll get for to the see hyenas. important games in November. You'll get to see. Important but you games won't in because you they will, won't. They will, matter. will still be important. Who knows? You may see Michigan and Ohio State. They may be playing for a ticket to the Big Ten Championship still. Yeah, and then the loser might still be 12.
1: But maybe not. Maybe because they don't get in. Maybe not right now. Like right now they play and it might not matter. Right now there's a pathway today where Ohio State could still just somehow work their way in. So your game didn't matter. That's my point. I missed the BCS. (laughs) I know Chris and Adam missed the BCS. I don't miss that one bit. The four team has always been a mockery. Because you know what? How many years have we been doing this? Ten? This is the tenth edition. Mm -hmm. In eight of them,
2: there weren't four teams good enough. But, okay, this this is where I'll push back on that. The gap between one and four is significant. But the gap between five and 12 is not. And that's why but I... why do I care? Because the gap between 1 and 12 or 1 so and 5 is massive. Then then why are we doing any sort of playoff, right? Why is an 8-seed exist in the NBA? The 8-seed's not going to win. It never has a chance. The 8-seed made the finals, to yeah, be fair. Yeah, a one-off. A one-off where it made the finals. Guess who won the first year? The 4-seed won. Man... Fair point
1: that the four-seed Ohio State won in the first. That's the only time that's happened, correct?
2: I believe so, yeah.
1: And we all know Ohio State probably shouldn't have been four. It was, again, like they manipulate. It doesn't really matter where you're seated. It's manipulated for the matchup. They want to get specific things in the final. They don't want to match up conferences and stuff like that. They don't want conference title rematches typically. That's why if Bama wins and Georgia and Bama both get in, I can guarantee you they aren't playing in a semifinal game. They don't want that. So they'll just seed it in a way that doesn't allow that to happen. My point is, Bama's playing for their playoff life today. Mm -hmm. If they lose, they're out. If this same situation happens next year, where it's one Georgia, eight Bama, Bama's playing for a chance at getting a bye, they could still only Mm -hmm. move up to five. And then you're still playing in the opening round. And hey, at least you get to host your game in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. But I think those are going to be cool too. If you lose, you fall to 12 and you still get to play in the playoff. And this, that just, this right now today is a playoff game
2: for Alabama. Next year, it's not. It, After, it, it could be. If they lose today, like maybe we don't look at them as a playoff team.
1: Because there are only four teams. But, like, are you telling me that if they lose today, they're going to fall out of the top 12? I they're going to drop behind Penn State, Ole Miss, and Oklahoma. They
2: beat Ole Miss. So they can't drop behind them. Maybe not this year, but in other years. Or, guess what? You're not now no longer hosting in the first round. Yeah, but that's not as important as I, not being in at all. I think it, it, that still will hold some value, though. But it's not the same stake. Like, I'm not denying... It's a different stake, no doubt. Yes, I'm not I get that. I'm not denying
1: the buy or home field advantage are important, but it is different than not getting in at all. And that's
2: fair. But I still to just say these games mean nothing now, I think, is ludicrous. I The games still matter. They still mean something in that regard.
1: I, and the, uh, the idea that we're going to have times where teams are going to play each other 3 times. A team's going to get 3 opportunities maybe to prove their like it just it bugs me man. It's the NFL and college football has never been the NFL. College football has always had the single most impactful regular season in sports. You have to be mm-hmm. perfect. You have to be elite if you want a chance at a national title. And now you won't have to be. Now you could lose to Washington in the regular season, lose to Washington in the Pac-12 title, and
2: still get a shot. Three, one, two, three, three, two, three, seven, seven, six. Uh oh, they're they're shutting the shades on Pottinger in there. He's lost. He is lost in there. Three. Uh, Scott is in Wheaton. What's up, Scott?
4: Hey guys, I agree with Tyler. In a sense, the problem is I love the four uh, four, four team, but they never pick the best teams. So in your example let's say Alabama loses. If you if Alabama loses, they're out. They'd be in the 12 game. But let's say they lose. You tell me what team they would not be favored for. And same thing with Georgia. Georgia loses. What team out of the top 12 would they not be favored for in, in a playoff? So we never get the four best teams. Last year the national championship game was an abomination to watch. So if they would pick the four best teams, then I would like the four the four players, well, but They just do the four re-
1: the best records. Scott, my counter to that is, if the argument is that last year they didn't pick the four best and TCU wasn't among them, well then they shouldn't have let Michigan in because TCU beat Michigan. So I don't really care well, about so, last year. They got it right. You had you can't say TCU can't, didn't yeah, belong it, when they won an yeah. effing game. It it makes no sense. Well, it's ridiculous. And the other point I would have is, there are never four teams good enough to be in this. Every year, it's not that they pick the wrong team, it's that somebody is a sacrificial lamb. Notre Dame goes undefeated. You're not leaving them out. I'm sorry. They earned their way in. They're also about to get a bomb dropped on them. Like, it's because the gap from one to four is so enormous. That it just ends up being non-competitive. When Michigan State got in at 12-1 and after winning the conference title in the Big Ten, they earned their spot. They also had a bomb dropped on them because they were forced to go to Arlington and play Alabama. It is what it is. You're not Alabama. You did not deserve to go. There wasn't a team that got the doors locked on them that would have magically been favored and beaten Alabama. It's just Alabama's that good. That's why this sport has this problem because the gap between have and have not is
2: so enormous. You left him speechless. Well done, Shay. I do think though with the the transfer portal and NIL, I mean we just we some of the names that are already being rumored or already are in the transfer portal, like Dante Moore, who's the number one quarterback in last year's class and the number one quarterback in the transfer portal currently. It, he's and hit, in Michigan the Michigan State portal. <laughs> He's hitting the portal. Like, those are the, that's what we're looking at now. And I think that the haves and haves, not, I don't think it's necessarily going to be that as much anymore. It's going to be who's older. Like, who can be older and who can have the quality veterans on the team. But it, I still and think. And you know what else is probably coming to college sports sooner rather than later? Five year eligibility no matter
1: what. Potentially. But think about what Matt Rule said the other day. Did you catch this? Did not. A good quarterback costs one to two million dollars. Well, I did see that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if you're one of these programs that historically doesn't pony up, best of luck. It's still going to be haves and have-nots. Like if Alabama gets their stuff together and Saban decides, hey, we are going to get in the bag and we're going to get some quarterbacks. Well, then Alabama's just going to continue to be the have. Who like? But with the way the conference the team leveling conference, the playing field,
2: conference realignment, the way that it's happening now. Those playoff shares now get divvied up a little bit differently. There's more teams that you got to share the pie with. And when you're going to see these mega conferences come to the table, then it, it, I really think it does even out the playing field a little bit. It might. It might. Because the other thing, too, is all it takes is one guy, right? Like, Ishbia can give you your life raft at Michigan State and maybe change it around. Like, let's be honest. Dante Moore, you think that he's going to be a Spartan next year? Let's be honest. In the grand scheme of things, he has zero business being a Spartan. He should be going to Georgia. He should be going to Bama. He should be going to one of those powerhouse schools. Well, he's a but,
1: He is a Detroit kid. Bruce Feldman tweeted, Michigan State, likely.
2: Okay. But Dante Moore, for his pedigree, should not be going to Michigan State. He should be, if anything, be going to the other school in the state. Your point is Michigan
1: State's – my point would be Michigan State is one of the haves, whether they want to act like it has been the issue. They're top 12 in revenue. They have a mega billionaire booster who's heavily Mm -hmm. involved in the sport. If they start to behave the way that they actually are, they become a have. And they should be getting a guy like Dante Moore. Like, my rebuttal would be, that's what that team should always be. My issue is when you get into, I don't know, Arizona. Best of luck. Like, you got Noah, uh, what's the kid's name? Fafita? Noah Fafita, the Mm -hmm. quarterback at Arizona. If Georgia goes, here's 10 mil, bye. Arizona, you just lost out on the best quarterback you're
2: maybe ever going to have. Well, and I'm not looking for life rafts for teams like Arizona or Purdue or Indiana. Like, Sure, you'll but have your you'll have your pop up season where you you check in at ten. That's fine. Like that's that's good for those schools. But that's sort of my
1: point. Is like, is it once we have these mega conferences and it comes down to six, seven, eight, nine teams every single year that are just getting after it and they have the money and they're owning the portal and some of the schools with i don't know texas a&m with oil tycoons as boosters but even with that what what
2: the hell has texas a&m done in the playoff era fisher's
1: a moron but my point remains like in the four team there's still something to play for with the new year's six if you're one of the uh, uh, arizonas of the world
2: don't tell me that the new year's six matters
1: I'm not saying it that doesn't. it does, but it does for fans of schools that have no chance of getting into the playoff. And I think that people are going to quickly realize that getting into the playoff, it's exciting and it's fun for you until you're down 46 to 6 to somebody who's a mile better than you are.
2: And what why would that change be any different Trust than if me, you were I, to
1: play in the Peach Bowl? I've been there. I was excited to make the playoff and then I got a 38 bagel put on my face. <laughs> like it's just it is what it is, but I, Four teams has never been a good measure because typically there's one, two, or three that are good enough and you're putting a sacrificial lamb in. And I just have an issue with diluting the regular season games and the conference title games so that we can get
2: seven more sacrificial lambs in. Would you rather be go be a team that's in the playoff and you just get crushed in the first round? You get boat raced by Bama, 45-3. to three. Or would you rather go out and and win a meaningless bowl game? I don't think they're all meaningless. They're all meaningless. They all are meaningless. Like
1: the Peach Bowl a couple years ago when Kenny Pickett didn't play and Michigan State played Pitt. And Pickett sits out and Kenneth Walker doesn't play. Like That doesn't matter to me. But I don't like getting into uh, the playoff the at twelve day, and having to go to Tuscaloosa and get stomped. Here's the day that I will that concede. Also matter
2: to here's me. the day I will concede that twelve a twelve team playoff won't matter. Is the day I see a kid sit out of a playoff game. Then I'll say, all right, the the twelve team playoff serve no purpose. Like if Michigan State, gets, you'll never see a kid sit out of one of these games. I'm just using
1: my school as an example. Mm -hmm. If a two or three loss miraculous season Michigan State Jonathan Smith builds this program, we get in at 12, and we're going on the road to Tuscaloosa, and we're like a 28-and-a-half point dog, I'm not getting hyped for that. I know what it
2: is. I'm going to get hit in the face with a sledgehammer. I'm not interested. Do you know what I mean? I get what you're saying, but I'd still much rather see my team play a meaningful game than see them in the pinstripe bowl.
1: Yeah, but if you win 10 games, you're not going to the pinstripe. Uh, it's been done before. 10 wins <laughs> yeah. in a pinstripe? I would have rioted. I,
2: are we going to have time to take Kevin in yeah, Naperville? We'll, we'll, we'll take a couple of these calls when we come back on the other side. 312, 332, 3776. Fewer games today to pick, though. So uh, we will do all that when we come back, and we'll get an injury report from Dr. J. Justin Pottinger.
0: Shay she- and Tyler. Tyler. Chicago's college tailgate returns in a flash on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's college tailgate. Now back to the show with Shay and Tyler on ESPN Chicago.
2: All right, before we get to some of our picks, and we're also going to craft our last parlay of the year. Sad, but we need a winner. We need one bad. We may need to get uh, a little crazy with it. Let's get to some injuries. We've got Dr. J. Justin Pottinger with us here. Justin, who's hurt today?
4: Oh, boys. We got two big names. Uh, the biggest name is obviously Tate Roadmaker. Rodmaker, Roadmaker. Uh, he's a game-time decision. Rodmaker. Rodmaker. He's oh. a game-time it's, decision. I think it's
1: Roadmaker.
4: Roadmaker? I believe so. I was so. talking about this with Aki before. We're trying to get it down, but Rod- Rodmaker. Rodmaker is insane. Game-time <laughs> decision for the Florida State quarterback. Guys, he took a big hit to the head the last week. Such a dirty hit. Uh, and he hasn't practiced oh, at all this that's week. I realizing. Oh, that, that hit made me so angry. Um, but he. He's sick to his stomach it, why this guy. Why did guy? it piss you off? What's it was wrong? This, uh, dirty hits just pissed me off, and that was a dirty hit, guys, and it, it was bad. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. He got destroyed, <laughs> man. Um,
2: go look at the horrible injury. Pottinger's <laughs> hey, bringing Jacked Up back. If you
1: guys haven't seen Jordan uh, Travis's <laughs> leg hanging by a thread, that, Pottinger's no. got the link he wants you to watch. That,
4: that's a little too. Too gruesome, but yes, his dad said that he is, has a concussion, so it will be a game time decision. He's going to get tested before the game tonight. If he is a no go, Brock Glenn, freshman, third string, will be under center at quarterback for Florida State. Time is, is
1: such a flat circle, man.
4: This Wha- is Cardell
2: Jones at <laughs> Ohio State all over
4: again. I love that. Um, why is his
2: dad the spokesperson for the injury here?
4: Yeah, right. And I, I saw it on Twitter. I guess I don't know. He's he's the his spokesperson. Dad tweeted it. No, someone else reported it that he, uh, he made the statement. But we're moving on. Texas running back C.J. Baxter, he's warming up. He got hurt last week. He hurt his hip. But the freshman, uh, he looks like he could play today, and hopefully he will. He is the leading rusher for the Longhorns, and Texas surely will need him back today.
2: All right. That game kicks off in about 20 minutes. I'll, I'll say it, Texas, Oklahoma State, I have zero interest in that game. None. Same. No. I
1: also I just think Texas is going to destroy them. I like this now I was wrong about this with Oregon yesterday, so I could be wrong again. Maybe Oklahoma State just wins. And I know nothing about football. It's possible. But I also like I think Texas with Ewers they're the best version of themselves. This game's going to be 21 nothing at halftime.
2: Although, did you see the story yesterday about there was like a carcass, like a longhorn carcass? Found Dude, at, I think at that an was Oklahoma a, State frat. I think that was a fraternity thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: not a uh, related to the Texas game, but that was that can't. No, that can't be coincidental. From what I was reading this morning, it was something between fraternities.
4: That's what I saw too. Yeah,
1: it was not related to the game. It has.
2: There has to be some sort of
1: tie. That's disgusting. Anybody, if you don't know. There was a a dead a Longhorn, literal, yeah, a dead Longhorn, like found gun. at an
2: Oklahoma State frat.
1: There was it was branded, it was cut, it was very sad, gross, and uh, yeah, everybody involved should see jail time. Like honestly, that's how <laughs> it's, that's how it's I feel. It's pretty messed up. It's, gross that is mafia stuff
2: yeah all right when we come back we will get into the picks and our parlay for the week all that coming up next on chicago's college tailgate
0: chicago's college tailgate returns in a flash on espn chicago now back to the show chicago's college tailgate has it all with shay and tyler on espn chicago
2: to justin pottinger for producing today's show appreciate everyone listening to us all season long here on chicago's college tailgate let's get to the picks and we'll craft our parlay as well justin pottinger what is on the slate today
4: Oh boys, we got the conference champions today. We'll start in the Sun what Belt. What have we been doing all day, Justin? Dude, I know oh, we're, we're here. We're going. We're going through the games now. Sleeping? We got the spreads. I'm awake, dude. I feel great right now. Troy is minus surgery. five. Troy is minus five versus App State in the Sun Belt. What are we doing?
1: Troy and App State, the matchup of the century. <laughs> Look, man, I, I've I've said it before. I like Appalachian State. I wanna go Cat to Boone. Team. Yeah. I wanna go see a game there. I like the logo. I like the uniforms. I'll take the
2: five and a half with my uh with my nears, why not? I'm with you. I like App State. I've always been been a fan of App State, too. They're like one of those sneaky teams every year. They're good for a quality win every year. And this they could beat be the Michigan.
4: Quali- yeah, this could be the quality win. Sneaky is the right word. They're sneaky. I- I'll take App State as well here. Three for three. Go Nears. Oh, boy. We're moving on to the Mac guys. We got Toledo minus seven versus Miami of Ohio.
1: Uh, I am going to go with Miami of Ohio here. I think seven's too much. Toledo probably wins the game. Toledo's been really good. Jason Campbell, the head coach, at winning the MAC the last few years. Mm -hmm. Miami of Ohio kind of came out of nowhere, and I I like what they put together. I've watched far too much Maction to uh, be a healthy human being. I'm going to go with Miami of Ohio.
2: I'll take Toledo here. I just remember Miami week one, Blaine Gabbard's brother, their quarterback, says, we're the real you, and then they got stomped, and that is my lasting impression of Miami. So that, give me, give me Toledo. That was back when the U had a pulse.
1: That's true. Before
2: Cristobal murdered them.
1: Yeah.
4: I'm also going to go Toledo in this one, Aki. I think seven's just enough. They'll cover that. Hell yeah. Moving on, Mountain West. Boise State. <laughs> the worst minus, games at the top. Minus two and a half versus UNLV. Hey, I'm saving the good ones for uh, later. Boise State's minus two and a half.
1: UNLV, run rebels, run. <laughs> Dude, it's awesome that they're in this game. They were supposed to be one of the worst teams in America. They come out of nowhere. A little New Mexico State light. Nine and three. I love it. I like the fun run, and I think Boise State is garbage juice. I'm taking UNLV. I'm gonna
2: roll with you as well. UNLV. Give me the run and grabs.
4: I'm on Boise State. I've liked Boise State this year. I know it's not basketball season, but I like them in hoops too. I'm going Boise State Who's in this game. Season? Yeah, you know it, what? Are you it, is, it is for about? me and you, Aki. It is you, for me and you. you literally oh, told it's me. not for me. <laughs> Justin walks in today, he's like,
2: dude, I I don't like football today. I'm in hoops mode. Well, I'm you fully know
1: fully
4: in hoops mode. This
1: guy last night, I'm sweating a 35 to 1 Heisman <laughs> ticket. And this guy has the balls to text me about the Kansas game. Oh uh, you are such a bad guy. Great
4: game. Great That great. was hilarious last night. All right, all right. Let's move on, boys. The ACC, Florida State minus. Whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa. Oh, wow. Did we I miss did. the Mustangs? We did. We did. We did. And we'll the Green come... Wave? We'll come... We'll, come... we'll come back to them. ACC, Florida State minus one and a half versus Louisville today. Honestly,
2: the AAC might be bigger.
4: All I have <laughs> left in my life, Tyler, is a
1: Florida State <laughs> national title <laughs> so ticket at 25 to 1. And we might have. A third string emergency freshman quarterback in Brock Glenn. This is Carl Jones at Ohio State. I got nothing left to root for in this sport other
2: than the Knolls. Go Noles. Something something about Brock's being thrust into action. Brock Purdy, how about we get Brock Glenn a dub? BCB Florida State edition. If you don't know what that means, big (laughs) Brock. (laughs)
4: <laughs> I'm on Figure Florida State see. as I'll, well. I'll
2: roll with the Knolls too. Yes. I, I'm going to get greedy. I, I, I'm going to roll with you there because I also have my Florida State future.
4: So let's save it. Let's at least have a pulse get, heading into the, the the playoff here. That makes all three of us. I'm also on the Knolls. Go Florida State today. I think Brock can get it done, man. Come on. It's, it's, it's a story you want to root for. I'm going with Brock and Florida State. All right. On the American game now. Tulane minus three versus SMU. I was going to go with the New Orleans
1: faithful of the green wave at Tulane, but Pottinger, you have convinced me to do otherwise. I'm cold. I'm due. Preston Smith and the Pony Express
2: win outright. Let's go. They've been putting up big numbers. What was their total last week against uh, they played Navy? I think the total was like 51 and a half. They had 52 by the half. It was 59 to 14 final. 46 and a half was the total and they the, murdered it. The scoring was 73. Yeah, they they're a high flying offense. Tom Waddle tipped me off on on them being this juggernaut offense and I've been rolling with their overs a lot lately and it's been hitting. So What's, yeah. What did I say Preston Smith? Preston Stone. We're
4: getting stoned. We're getting stoned, Pottinger. Pottinger, always a stone. Jesus. All right. <laughs> I, I also got. As I'm taking SMU. I'm going to hit that in a little bit because they may or may not be my play today. In the Ooh. Big 12, Texas minus 15 versus Oklahoma State. Is that too many points? Texas,
1: no. Because Texas does not have the benefit of knowing what Florida State does this evening. Texas wants style points. I saw I think, it last
2: week. I think Sark drops a bomb on the Cowboys Longhorns all the way I'm with you I think that you saw what happened last week Texas Texas Tech 57 to 7 who knows maybe we see one last arch appearance in the Big 12 title game
4: Texas. Big. Uh, I guess I'll go Texas here. I wasn't a fan when I woke up, but hearing you two say Texas, I'll, I'll go. I'll go Texas here. They they cover fifteen. Maybe they can cover twenty. This could be a blowout. So I'll go Texas in this one as well. All right, guys. The Big Ten. Michigan. They're minus twenty-two against Iowa. I think Iowa's second half points is a half. Is that correct? correct. Yeah, So is
1: the first half. Iowa may not score at all in this game. But I think Michigan might, like, rest people. Like, I think Michigan, some of their better players, they have some injuries on the defensive side, especially in that secondary. They don't need everybody to go 100% to beat Iowa. I think they could just power this thing down, win 14 nothing, 14-3. I'll take Iowa in the points. It's got nothing to do with Iowa. It's got to do with, I don't think Michigan cares.
2: I don't think Iowa cares either. Oh, uh, Iowa cares. But, like... Does Iowa Caring actually do anything? No, because like, they're terrible. And they've got injuries. Cooper De, DeGene is out, I believe, for this game as well. So I'm going to roll with Michigan. I think they'll, they'll cover the number.
4: Michigan wins 40-3. I don't think this is going to be close whatsoever. So 22, that's a gift. I would take that. Michigan is going to stomp on Iowa today. All right, SEC now. Georgia. Minus four and a half versus Alabama. The game of the day. What are we doing?
1: The game of the year of the week. My head says Georgia. I just don't know where Alabama's competitive with them in terms of position units. Georgia's a lead everywhere. Alabama's very good everywhere. It's a very big difference. But my heart, my heart is what I'm picking with. America wants to see Zombie Bama win and knock out the SEC.
2: I'm riding with my friend Adam Abdallah. Rule Tide. Unity play. I'll join you. As much as I think Georgia's just going to roll, I think they'll win this game by three touchdowns. But I, for vibe's sake, I will pick the Alabama Crimson Tide and let's bring on the headache. Keep your points. Let's go.
4: Let's keep the vibes going. I want chaos, guys. Alabama, keep your points. They're winning today. I love it, Aki. (laughs) Roll tide. Is that all? (laughs) That's it for the picks. That's all the picks. Those are all the games. (laughs) Those are all the games. (laughs) That's we did them all. All right. Let's craft
2: the parlay here. What do do we like here on the card? What, What are you rolling with?
1: All right, we're doing the parlay. Um, I was thinking about going with Iowa points, but the way that the two of you are all over Michigan, I'm going to avoid that. I'm going to do something that has worked for the people all season long. For one final ride, we will play Iowa under 35. All right. We are going to the under one last time in an Iowa game. That's my parlay pick. Wow. Wow. 10 and two this year yeah and we're talking 10 and two on a 27 and a half and a 20 27 and a half and a 29 and a half yeah it's the greatest number of all time
2: 24 and a half too right yeah wasn't last year there were half? 24
1: and a halfs on the board and it ended 23. yeah it
2: was there's something man
1: I don't it's know incredible. how they do it. Like I, Michigan wins this twenty-one nothing, we go home happy. I'm going under thirty-five.
2: All right, I'm going to also play an under. I'm going to take the under in Alabama and Georgia. The number is fifty-four and a half. I think we hang at twenty-three twenty in that game.
4: Potsy. Oh, Shay was tweaking me out beforehand, but I'm sticking to it. I'm going SMU plus three and a half oh, now. Tweak. I believe. I took three, but I believe it's three-and-a-half Three-and-a-half, yes. Uh, they play two-lane. I would feel a lot more confident if they were favored. But you know what? I'll take the three-and-a-half here. SMU loves the score points, and I just don't think Tulane will be able to keep up with SMU today. So plus three-and-a-half is my play in the parlay.
2: All right, so under 34 or under 35 in Michigan and Iowa. Georgia Bama under 54 and a half. SMU plus three and a half is what we're rolling with on the swan song for the parlay. All right, let's put it in. Plus 564. It's in. We need a winner. This is the last one. We have to go out with a bang today. I'm feeling it. We're so, do where, where are the vibes on this potsy
4: vibes are up? I just submitted the parlay. I feel bad if you're not submitting the parlay because it's hitting today. There we My go. All, All right, right. a guys. little assertiveness. Yo, this, this isn't like a one unit play, this is three Pottinger oh, units. Oh, no. Come on, here we go. He's got three dollars on the game, Tyler. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Three to win 1580. <laughs> no, no unit shaming here. <laughs>
2: All right. Listen, I will always shame your unit. (laughs) That's going to do it for us here on Chicago's College Tailgate. We'll be back next week. Can't wait to break down everything as well with you on the Chicago's College Tailgate podcast, where we will break down everything that we saw this weekend. So be sure to subscribe, rate, review, all that fun stuff. We'll talk to you next week. This is Chicago's College Tailgate presented by Twin Peaks.
0: Chicago's College Tailgate returns in a flash on ESPN Chicago.